Spinning down the door, beat around four. It's a go, lock it low. Clock with me, a bitch, a throwaway. I just went through life all today. Fuck around, post some more today. Who the young nigga putting on for the city? Had it packed, run it back on the way. Like, ooh, why money? Talking about who shot Johnny. Welcome back. No Clue Podcast, episode 72. We have returned. We have returned. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. What's up? It's been a little minute. <laughs> One extra day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, not a lot to talk about today, so jump right into the NFL. Yeah. Where to start? What you said you didn't watch much. What did What did you see? Um, let me check. You You start with who you want to start with first. All right. Let's talk about the first game Thursday. <laughs> Thursday kind of sets the tone for the the whole week for me because it's, it's usually a good matchup and, and it's, it's often a competitive game. Yeah. And it was a competitive game this past Thursday between two two average teams, I guess we'll call. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Carolina – a lot of people believe Carolina was a top-tier team uh, coming into the season. Yeah. But but they can't have their quarterback playing as bad as he's been playing. <laughs> My God. I mean, for, for, for those who watched Thursday's game, like, you really saw the kinds of throws he was making – and it just it looked so bad in in so many ways. His completion percentage was awful. He was overthrowing by a mile. Then he was underthrowing by a mile. Uh, he was missing every which way. He he wasn't mobile. That's what shocked me. Right, which I'm is like, you know one of his best qualities. Like okay, I get the Panthers are you know stupidly trying to turn you into a pocket quarterback. But even guys who are pocket quarterbacks, they move. Like you can't, you can't just stand there and be immobile and make awful throws at the same time. That's just—it's not gonna work, right? And Cam Newton has not shown me, or I don't think anybody, that he's improved his passing ability. Right. He is such a quick drop off from elite. To subpar, he go yeah. He does not have like mediocre. He has elite, top tier, or just straight garbage. Right, and just in like a matter of two seasons, he went from elite to garbage, or yeah. subpar at least. And he just he has no energy on the on the field. Like mm-hmm. even it, he was so I've never seen him so even keel like. Whether they made a ton of bad plays, he didn't care. Whether they made good plays, he didn't care. He usually gets excited when he makes big plays. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that energy. No Superman energy? Absolutely not. And and when you're going <laughs> three and out or you're just turning the ball over, 
your defense is eventually going to give up, you know, plays. Yeah. And, I mean, to, to Jameis's credit, he did a good job. He didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he made nice throws. But Tampa Bay should not have won that game. <laughs> did, did you see the Panthers' final play? No. Dude, they... So, they, like, move Cam to the right. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's fourth down and, I think, one yard. Mm-hmm. They move Cam to the right... And they hike the ball straight to McCaffrey. <laughs> it was there time like it was, was like time it, down? it was the last it was like the last thirty seconds of the game. Okay, yeah. So they get this, and it's a red zone. It's like right in the in the inside the five. Mm-hmm. So they make this play. They're pretty much gonna score. Yeah. And they can't. It's fourth and one. <laughs> if I'm playing, dude. If I'm playing Madden. And it's fourth and one. I don't care if Cam Newton has an injury symbol next to him. I'm QB sneaking it. Yeah. And, and it just to me the fact that not only do they did they not <clears throat> run him up the middle, which was probably the smart option. They he didn't even touch the ball. They hiked it to McCaffrey and just let him go left. <laughs> and he had no momentum going upfield. So he got shoved out of bounds by a cornerback, and they didn't get the first down. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Cam doesn't even get a chance to make a play, right? If you're not, tr- if his own team is not trusting him, why should I look at him and be like, you know what? He's going to be the Carolina quarterback for the next few years, right? He can't. Aff- I'm not saying it's over for the Panthers because they've turned around. You know. 0 and 2 and just bad starts before. Yeah. But Cam Cam's got to figure something out. He even he even admitted that he's playing bad while he was wearing his babushka. Yeah, well it, admitting it is step 1, I guess, but I got to see something on the field. Yeah, I agree. I um I caught some of the Cardinals Ravens game. I caught some of the Vikings Packers game. Um did you watch either of those? No. I wanted to watch the Cardinals Ravens because I wanted to see Murray and <clears throat> Lamar. Um, I, will, I I've heard some people saying that Lamar's first game was a fluke based off the second game because he wasn't nearly as accurate, clearly. Um, but I don't know if Murray's gonna make it, man. Honestly. I'm going to just cut to the chase. Wow, what's the problem? I, I don't I don't know. He just doesn't look like... I know it's early, but he doesn't look like he has control or something. Like, it just seems... It's very. He looks very jittery. Yeah, and some plays that I, I know, like our plays, it looks like he's like winging it, kind of. It, it doesn't look very... I guess he doesn't look organized yet. I, I guess that comes with maturity as a player um but you know it has to come pretty fast the way they use him you know yeah and Arizona is not doing him any favors <laughs> right yeah Larry Fitzgerald can only give you so much yeah he can only <clears throat> drink from the fountain of youth so many times right um are the Vikings supposed to be good this year defensively yeah 
That's it though, right? But Kirk Cousins took a step off a cliff, it seems like. <laughs> 14 for 32. My God, I've never... Dude, I didn't watch the game, but... He he threw, what was it, 10 passes in the first week? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, week one, they don't trust him to do anything and play well. And week two, you try to make him out-duel Aaron Rodgers. He out-yarded him. <laughs> That's what Cousins does. He'll, Cousins can fill up the stat sheet anytime. Yeah. But... He never he never makes like a play when you need him to make it. No, and Dalvin Cook played really good. Um, no one else really played good for the Vikings to me. Yeah, I mean, and, I think for the Packers, I think they they actually look better than I expected early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you know new coach is and they've had all types of issues with him and Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, but they actually look good, man. If I mean, when was the last time we saw Packers playing defense? It's been a while. So. Yeah. In these first two games, they've won, you know, primarily because of defense. Yeah. If you had told yeah. me uh, Aaron Rodgers would only put up 10 points and they win, I'd be like, dude, get out of here. Right. But yeah. they haven't, to be fair, they haven't played any, like, re- they haven't really played off, like, any offensive team yet. Right. Uh, we know how Trubisky sucks and Minnesota is I don't know what they're doing offensively. Yeah, and they seem they have a pretty easy schedule, like to start. Yeah. Denver, I Minnesota. Mean, Cowboys Chicago. and the Ravens do too. Yeah. Yeah, Ravens are playing Kansas City next week. That's gonna be a huge game. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah, I gotta watch that for sure. Dude. Uninterrupted. Mahomes put up twenty eight points so fast. I was I was checking in on the score of the uh who did they play? Oakland? Yeah, the Raiders, yeah. Uh and I knew Oakland's week one win was fluke. Mm-hmm. I knew they were aver- an average team. I mean, yeah, but they're playing like the best team, so Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were up ten zero, and I'm like, damn, like you know, going into the second quarter, I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, is Oakland for real? Is Mahomes, you know, screwing up, or what's what's the issue? <laughs> and then I'm like, let me come back. You know, they're probably taking a while to settle in. Mm-hmm. And I come back at half the halftime score, twenty eight to ten. He does that better than anybody to me. Dude, he threw and quick for, points. He threw for like. 300 yards in the second quarter he could break records if he wanted to or something like it was just insanity mm-hmm. and uh, they're just stacked yeah they're so stacked it's, it's ridiculous LaShawn McCoy got some burn got some run good He's runs such a dude Andy Reid and McCoy was by far at his best when he was playing for Andy Reid mm-hmm like he's just a perfect running back for the types of things Andy Reid likes to do. Yep. Super elusive. Yeah. <clears throat> um Did you watch the Jaguars game? No. Did you hear about uh Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, requesting a trade. Yeah. I mean I heard the Chiefs are interested. I think he could fit a lot of teams. Like I think he'd be great in Baltimore. 
Oh yeah, I do too. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are obviously would be a good fit. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. I I hope he, dude. If if the Patriots get him, I'm I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's over. Because <laughs> they're already looking sane. Antonio Brown won't make it to the end of the season. Nah, there's no way. And not because of the Patriots, because of him and all the other drama he got going on. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. And, and I didn't take too much away from this week. I mean, they played the Dolphins. Yeah. Basically a preseason game for them. <laughs> yeah. You know. There's some college teams that could go out and beat the Dolphins. I believe it. Cle- <laughs> sure. Clemson, I'm sure, could do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the injured quarterbacks. Let's talk about the the team that's pretty much done now. The Steelers? Yeah. I feel bad, dude. I told a friend of mine who doesn't know football like at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like an expert, but I like I said I do watch casually, so he, you know, he came to me and he was asking for help picking a um fantasy quarterback. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and and it, the options were limited and Big Ben was one of them. Yeah. And between all the options, you know, fantasy is all about stats. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, he's going to lose you at least two weeks, but stick with it. Like, because he'll get you to five touchdowns or he'll get you to 400, 500 yards. <laughs> yeah. And he's out of there, man. <laughs> After five quarters. That's crazy. Luckily, my friend didn't take him. Oh, so okay. Thank God on that. But Yeah. I don't know what the injury is exactly, but, I mean, he looked awful when he was playing, so I don't really have much to say. It, it Yeah, he's going to come back, but I've seen this with old quarterbacks. I've seen Romo do this and, and fail miserably. Uh, I've seen Carson Palmer do, do this and fail miserably. These guys who, who have played a lot of years... Like, at a certain point, they just can't take the punishment. Yeah. And this is elbow, which is a weird injury, but... Yeah. And it's his throwing elbow, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to hurt. Yeah. And I just... I saw the clip of him, like, the last throw he made, and I'm like, damn, he definitely should not be throwing the ball. Right. Um, And, and they got beat... I mean, the Seahawks... The Seahawks are 2-0. and I don't think they're fluke. But the Seahawks have not been tested for real yet. Right. They will be next week. Right. And there's a couple of 2-0 and teams that I, I'm like, you know, they haven't really played any of the real contenders yet or any of the, like, the real playoff teams. Yeah. It's not really not until, like, week four where you really start seeing, like... Yeah, I think who- every, every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four game spans, you really get a feel for maybe the quarterback gets hot, or maybe just the defense gets hot, or just how the team is playing. Yeah. But the first two weeks don't tell me too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, I mean, we kind of we knew who the contenders were. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's tough with the Saints with Drew Brees getting injured. Mm-hmm. And he's missing like just enough time where they could, you know, lose their chance at a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But if they survive and you know go five hundred these next five six weeks, yeah, 
he could come back and, and they could pick it up. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but I don't know. The Saints offense, though, did not look that good with him there. No, it didn't. No. I, I don't know why. It's very it's – very, um, It looked basic. like they were working really hard. It's very basic. It, it works hard for a lot of short throws. Yeah. And I don't mind short throws because most of the good quarterbacks do that. Brady lives off that in some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when that's your only mode of attack, yeah, that's tough. And they weren't, like, quick short throws, you know? Yeah. It was like, you know, no one else is open and then right. throw a short throw, which right. isn't good. And the Rams are one of the teams that are, are a real 2-0. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams by far had the toughest to to beat Carolina and New Orleans. I don't know two team two games that have been tougher for anybody. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Uh, maybe the Texans. Who did the Texans have first game? Saints. Which oh yeah, a tough loss and Jaguars. But I mean, how good are the Jaguars? Not great. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else happened? I, I watched think about the Eagles. The... I watched the Eagles game. Yeah, I was about to say. What do you think about the Falcons? Uh, it it was a weird game, man. It was sloppy as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz looked awful. Yeah, I'm My still God. I'm still waiting for him to really show me, make me a believer. Anyway. Yeah, and he he was really making bad throws. And most to be fair, most of his bad throws were underthrown. Mm-hmm. But he just he didn't really look like a guy who makes good reads. Mm-hmm. Which which troubled me and like like you sold me in your MVP caliber year on the fact that you could just create these crazy highlight plays. Right. You but, think he's rusty? I don't know, man. I I thought the Falcons did a good job of like pressuring him just enough to make it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like they got a couple of late hits on him that threw him off. He almost, he seemed hurt for a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just didn't adjust. Like you know that that's where that's where you prove yourself is when you're getting pressured and you're still able to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look good, and they. They tried to run him once right after, like, the, the play where he looked like he got hurt. And it just looked weird. And I don't understand why these guys are so afraid. They don't protect their quarterbacks, but at the same time, they don't let them run either. Right. Like, what is the point? Your offensive line is supposed to be the best. The Eagles' offensive line does not look like the best. <laughs> I don't know where the experts are. Maybe just rep player reputations, but they did not look like the best offensive line. He was getting pressured the whole game. He never could get any kind of rhythm, and he did a. I thought he did a good job bringing him back, even though he was awful for the first two and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the Falcons, I think they're bad. I know they won, but Matt, Matt had a Ryan, good yardage I'm not a game. Matt Ryan believer. He had a good yardage game. Yeah, he threw. He had a couple big plays, <clears throat> and, and honestly, he looked like a better quarterback than Wentz Sunday night. But uh, you know, they won off a screen play that kind of caught the Eagles off guard, 
Mm-hmm. And Julio Jones had a good game, but I he didn't like stand out to me. You know, like Monday Night Show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't take too much. I, th- I still think the Eagles are a good team. They got a bunch of receivers who are hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy you said was gonna have a big year, Jackson. He's gonna miss a couple weeks. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's old, so he, I'm not surprised. I think the Eagles will be okay. Oh yeah, and Alshon Jeffrey too. Yeah. Yeah. He was lit, dude. He was throwing straight to tight ends. Uh, Wentz was. Ertz was catching everything. Yeah, that's, that's a rough week with those two guys, Deshaun and. Especially when Deshaun had such a good first game. Right. Um, Did you watch yesterday's game? Nah. Browns and Jets? Nah. Man. I heard a lot about it, though. sucked. (laughs) Odell went off. He did. He shined. Yeah. He was the only reason the game was watchable. Mm Mm-hmm. But it told me, again, told me nothing about the Browns. If right. Jets, I mean, we all already know Odell is fire. So if the and I've hated on Darnold pretty much every time we've talked about him. Yeah. If Darnold played yesterday, it would have at least been a close game. Yeah. Because the Jets, you know, they couldn't move the ball because they couldn't protect a third string quarterback. Luke Falk wasn't getting it done. And he made good throws, but he and, was getting you know he was getting pressured. And he didn't his I don't know a single Jets receiver. Right. He was cooking with some rookie who I never seen before, I never heard of before, and they were talking about this oh Luke Falk and this guy have great chemistry. I'm like, yeah, for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. Luke Falk's gonna be gone. <laughs> right. I don't know what happened to the um Trevor Simeon's ankle, like he, he got rolled really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the like the actual injury report on it is, but I mean Luke Falk looked better than Trevor Simeon did. Yeah. If if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at moving forward with Luke Falk, and the Browns should have scored forty. But Baker Mayfield was just. I I couldn't explain what he was doing out there. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, but Baker. I I don't know if it's the pressure. It could be the pressure. It could it be. It looks the, like the pressure. Could be the chemistry. Because he's forcing the shit out of it. <laughs> but he's he's looking like a fluke so far, in my opinion. Oh my god, no question. So far, I mean, Dude, we'll see. He somehow, I watch, and and through these first two games, it's crazy because Kyler Murray's like tiny. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield gets his passes batted down like he's like he's shorter than Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He does. It, it makes no sense to me. Kyler Murray just came off of playing Baltimore and he could put up 300 yards, but Baker put up the messiest 200, 300 yards I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was two awful throws. And credit to him, he converted a lot of third downs. Mm-hmm. But my God, he was just. He set up his receiver to get retired. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Dude, he Who? set up one. I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but it, it's not Odell and it's not Landry. It's one of the you know the Johnson? lesser receivers. Uh, I don't or think Ratley. so. It's like a weird name. Oh, okay. 
It's Ratley and Johnson are the other ones. Okay, it might be like a rookie or something, but yeah. So he he throws like a a bullet, and he was throwing bullets all night. They just he wasn't aiming them very well. Mm-hmm. And he just throws it up, and the receiver had to leap up to get it. And you know, you leap up in the air, you expose yourself. Yeah, it's and a got, hard landing. The way he got hit, he like land, he basically landed on his head. <laughs> and luckily he got up right away But I'm like damn Baker You're setting my man up First of all it wasn't a first down mm-hmm. So you, you're trying to kill your own receiver For getting you six yards <laughs> For a six yard play Against the Jets who can't move the ball like, right. Th- that's right there That's a bad decision Game against the Jets For anybody you could play safe At least that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, dude, they were forcing it to Le'Veon Bell all night long. Yeah, and Le'Veon I saw that, Bell yeah. had to do what Barkley does last year or did last year. Has he has to break four tackles just to get back to the line of scrimmage. He had sixty carrying and sixty receiving, right? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah. Speaking of the Giants. Uh, too soon, too late. What's what's going on with this QB situation? I don't just know. Just in time. It's just in time, in my opinion. I That's mean, fair. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they owed Eli a chance, in a way. Not the team, but like they had to see. Especially since Daniel Jones is such a question mark. I think if he started and we lost the first two games, it would have been a lot worse on the how the team looks, the optics, than letting Eli go out there and stink it up like he does. At least, at least everyone knows Eli is trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We know what we're gonna get out of Eli. Twenty six for forty five. That's crazy. Saquon always the star. Yeah, he always has a big play every every game. Why are we wasting Saquon's career? I mean, just I'd almost rather them sit Saquon if they're gonna just lose every game on purpose. The Giants are terrible. <laughs> the Bills twenty eight points. They making they making Josh Allen look like a star out there. How um, yeah we we know they're terrible. It's, We'll see what happens with Daniel next week. What about the um, Cowboys and Redskins? I watched it. I watched the most of it. Dak ate it up. You know, twenty six for thirty. I was kind of hyped. I was kind of hyped because Dak looked pretty shaky in the first like ten minutes of the game. Yeah. He had a he had a pick which which was about seventy percent his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just—he missed a couple. Th- like he missed the throw. He just didn't see a couple guys early on. Yeah. Um, but man, he—he he impressed me, man. I, I can't even lie. He's and, looking you know, the Redskins, dude. I'm tired of these corners talking shit and then falling off. <laughs> Like Josh who? Norman. Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't forget about you, bruh. Yeah. You was talking all that shit. You was shutting down Odell. You were doing all this damage on one side of the field in your little safe zone coverage. Mm-hmm. 
And now all of a sudden, <clears throat> every time the Redskins give up a big play, you're the one who got burned. Yeah. Why are they paying you millions of dollars? Yeah. I mean, he was bad. But I mean, Dak was incredible. He just, he, he, every read he made was nice. And unlike, unlike in the first week, all his passes were hit receivers right in the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't, he, but based on, off of his completions, you could tell he's looking for all his guys, which I also really like. He has a lot of different targets, uh, but their MVP is not Dak Prescott. It's their new offensive coordinator. I said it last week, dude, they, they look like a new team. Yeah, they look, you know, opposite of what I said earlier about the Cardinals, they look really organized. Yes. Like, it looks so, they look like they've practiced so long. They, the chemistry looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. Off- offensively, they look like a top-tier team. I know they, they haven't played, you know, elite competition, but the Giants and Redskins are, you know, competitive football teams, especially the Redskins. Yeah. And they're in the division, so you know, you know, you wake up a little bit more for those games. Yeah. Uh, if you're not so. if you're not paying attention, the Redskins can beat you. Yeah, and I love that the Cowboys aren't just forcing it to Zeke. Mm-hmm. Like all of Zeke's plays, and they're doing a good job of not, you know, overworking him since he's been out. Mm-hmm. But all the plays he's getting are creative, are you know, different. They're they have a nice twist to them, whether it's a simple play with a little bit of a twist or something complicated where he's got to move, he's got a block for somebody. They're actually coming up with new ways to attack, whether they're instead of just relying on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That all I also think is overrated, but they've done a good job of protecting Dak so far. Yeah, yeah. That's the good. one thing. The one thing I'm still skeptical with Dak is what does he look like when he's getting pressured? Right. And he hasn't really been pressured yet. So, but I, I don't want to hate, honestly. I mean, they've, they've looked like, you can make an argument. They're the best team in the NFL right now. I, yeah, I would probably say that too. Yeah. Do I, I mean, and, and that doesn't mean I believe they could beat, you know, the, the Patriots or the Chiefs or even the Packers. Right. The Cowboys know how to lose to the Packers. I'm sure of that. Yeah, yeah. So. But I'd they, say they're the hottest. They're the hottest yeah, right now. for sure. Um, And then, you know, next week, easy pickings. Cowboys, Cowboys, whatever, like, they'll get people as hyped as they possibly can and then disappoint. <laughs> Stephen A will definitely let us know about that. Right. Him <laughs> walking around with the cowboy hat. Yeah, we'll see it. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, cool. That's it for what I saw. Uh, I, I heard the 49ers look good. I'm, you know, Bengals, I'm not convinced. That was the, you know, who cares game of the week. Right. And then I don't know how the Chargers found a way to lose to the Lions. Uh, Chargers Ma- might be Matthew Stafford with the game-winning drive. I Matthew Stafford has a lot of those for uh, you know as shitty as the Lions have been. Yeah. Chargers, I think, are going to struggle this year. Um, but <laughs> they should struggle. never lose to the Lions. Rivers is having one of those. 
He hasn't looked very good to me so far. Me either. You remember that whole meme of him? Uh, I don't remember who they played, but it was like a close game, and he threw like three picks in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and they had the meme. Oh, it was so funny. They had the meme of him like throwing in his helmet, yeah. but the helmet was on backwards. <laughs> 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 so he's just like winding up to throw, but he can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's how he's looked the first couple games. Yeah, he's he's struggling bad. It might be time for him to hang it up, the way he's playing. Honestly. Oh, I forgot to ask: Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think he is a Hall of Famer, but he's not good enough to be a Hall of Famer. That's fair. Like, I think he deserves to be in it just because of how his career played out. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, production-wise, I'm not putting him in my Hall of Fame. (laughs) You're so disrespectful. (laughs) No, I mean, so he's like the Rodman for you? Well, no, Rodman was a beast, though. Rodman is the worst player in the Hall of Fame. Him and Vladi Divac, no. They were 1A, 1 and 1A. Dude, Rodman used to play, like, Rodman used to strap. Eli used to throw touchdowns. Uh, He threw a lot of picks, too. (laughs) A lot lot of defenses carried him, too. (laughs) Hey, who carried Rodman? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I don't disagree that he's one of the worst players in the Hall of Fame with Rodman, but he's, he is in my Hall of Fame. Eli, Eli Manning, name me a Hall of Fame quarterback that you would say he's better than. I don't know, like, man. I, I wouldn't. Pu- I wouldn't put him in over. I wouldn't take him over Donovan McNabb. Mm. Like I'll, I'll just that's, go through, that's close though. That's close I'll, for me. I'll go through like the you know the borderline quarterbacks. Uh huh. Would I take him over any of the Hall of Famers that are still playing? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. no Never. Not even in his Super Bowl runs. Is Rivers a Hall of Famer? Rivers is the only borderline that I'll take him <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. I'd take Eli Manning over Rivers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm trying to think, like, Carson Palmer. I'd take Eli over Carson Palmer. I don't know, man. Carson Palmer has some good years. He is, I think Eli had a longer good run than Carson, though. Yeah, but Eli's runs were never that good outside of his two Super Bowls. <laughs> I know, but they like he didn't have two years where he was good. He was like, he had a, well, let me say successful. He didn't have like two straight successful years. He had like six or seven successful years. Okay. And two Super Bowls were in there. I, I just think he was, although the top of his game isn't crazy, but his top of his game was a pretty long time. But he had, you know, he I had... I mean, at the, at the end of the day, they're only going to remember him for beating Brady twice. Of course. He did. As, he might as well have not played the other 15 years or whatever. Of course. And then so, all the magic that his players went through. Um, I forgot the guy's name who caught the ball on his helmet. Oh, Tyree? Yeah, and Shockey was just a, a monster back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was who so was, unstoppable that who, first they run. They had the, the receiver who went to prison who was really good. Uh, Burris, Plaxico Burris. Yeah, Plaxico was fire. Yeah. I remember uh, Mario Manningham was really good for them, too. Yeah, yeah. 
He's a, I, I mean, I gave him his credit. He's a Hall of Famer. Another thing is he's probably one of the few Hall of Famers that doesn't have any other Hall of Famers on his team on the offense. No one on the either of his championship teams are Hall of Famers. That's fair. And, and I think a lot of the other guys, you know, they had at least somebody. Brady has like four Hall of Famers in his championships, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, though. I mean, I put him in my. I don't, I'd I don't put think him he's not going to be first ballot. He can't be. He can't be. There's no way. <laughs> he, dude, he'd immediately be the worst quarterback on the list, or in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, they don't put as many guys in the Hall of Fame as like basketball does. So he probably won't be first ballot. I think I like the NFL's Hall of Fame because it is very selective. I like yeah. that. It, I like that a lot. <clears throat> NBA, you just throw anybody in there. Like I said, Vladi, Diva. Oh, my God, man. Don't I know we Dennis talked about Rodman, it already. Though. Huh? Don't hate on Dennis Rodman, though. Did uh, he not used to play Shaq one-on-one, like no double team? I guess. I don't know. Every time I've seen him in the Hardwood Classics, he looks like a beast. <laughs> He'd be grabbing boards over four people. Is Draymond or... a Hall of Famer? If Draymond stopped playing right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's the same thing as Rodman. <laughs> nah, it's not the same impact. <laughs> Why not? Because Rodman used to, like, take star players out of games. I mean... Draymond did, I mean, Draymond did that to who? Chris Paul? <laughs> like, six years ago? Who didn't even want to be in the game anyway. <laughs> Like, I've never seen Draymond take LeBron out of his game. I mean, all right. All right. In that case, you know, we can talk no about one, Iguodala. No one takes LeBron out of the game, though. So, it, I mean, Draymond. Sean Marion does. Sean Marion? Yeah, 2011 <laughs> finals. It's easy. Deshaun Stevenson. <laughs> Deshaun, they put Deshaun Stevenson on 2K this year. Oh, yeah, they got the Wizards team in there. Yeah, that Did team we, is trash. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did we talk about the USA team losing? No, I was waiting. I was oh, waiting God. for my <laughs> waiting oh, for my time. God. I was hoping we had covered that last week. You want to just go to it right now? Yeah, I mean, we talked about all the games. I mean, there's not much I got. I mean, what team did we miss? I don't. Colts, Titans, I don't no care. No thanks. I just yeah. don't care. No. Brissette's first... Uh, Brissett's first win? I mean, I like it. I think the Colts are going to be fine with him. Yeah. I like that they sign him to a short deal. I think he's going to impress them. Uh, I mean, I imagine they're still going to search for a quarterback, but they're not going to get a top pick. No. They're going to win too many games to get a top pick. Yeah, I, I think... I would say they're like three more losses than they would be with luck. I'd say two. Two? That's fair. All right. Um, first of all, congratulations to Team Spain. Oh man, I let's talk about that. Did you, you did you watch the final game? Yeah. Man, that that was the only FIBA game I really got to watch outside of the <laughs> like the few exhibition games. Yeah. And, and watching it, man, I was just so happy to see such organized basketball. The most organized in the world. I just I loved the. 
team they were scoring out of sets and guys were just guys knew where to where to pass guys knew what options they had in plays yeah they had counters to plays it was just it was good basketball yeah i like seeing rubio when he's in his bag yeah rubio had a good game yeah he was a good rubio at his best like he doesn't seem like he's cooking yeah, but he, Rubio at his best does a really good job of controlling the game, mm-hmm. which is what you want from a point guard. Yep, Mark Gasol, seven assists. I like it. It seemed like everyone on Spain was doing what they do best. That's what yes. it felt like to me. Spain looked a little more. Uh, they they're a little deeper as a roster. Yeah, and they have a little more size. Yeah. Yule uh, and Claver and the and, other you know, Hernan Gomez. It's tough with Argentina. Like Argentina got a bad break with Scola, you know, playing poorly. Yeah. Because he was just cook lighting it up the whole tournament. <laughs> yeah, breaking uh, records and stuff. Right. So. Yeah. He played really bad. Um. The other thing is, uh, I miss Rudy Fernandez in the league, man. He was such an underrated complimentary guy for he was, um he was a fire bench guy. He was for the Nuggets and for the Trailblazers. Portland. Yeah. I really I remember him in Portland really well. Yeah, he used to do that backdoor lob from uh Steve Blake. <laughs> yes, sir. He was fire on that backdoor lob. You couldn't stop lob, it. I remember that was he like a rookie or he was early in his career, but he had that play he came down, hit a three, and then got like a nice steal, and right at the like the halftime buzzer, yeah. hit another three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I remember I was like, this guy could play. Yeah, I don't know why he stopped playing in the league. Yeah, he left the league really early. I don't know, did he get hurt or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I think he just, I think he's like a superstar in Spain though. Like, yeah, it's one of those Miritich kind of situations. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Cause I think whatever team he's on in Spain, he's the man. And like here, like you said, he's a bench guy, you know. Yeah. And that's cool. But I, I really enjoyed watching him play, and I love watching him play in the FIBA games. Um. So yeah, yeah, man. Congrats to Spain. No surprise really that they beat the crap out of Argentina. Um. And they beat Australia too, which is, which I thought would go far. Once Team USA lost. Yeah, I agree. And I was hoping to see them face off again, honestly. Patty can't do it all by himself, man. Yeah, no. Honestly, if Ben Simmons played with Australia, they probably would have won it all. Because Patty wouldn't have had to guard every guard. He wouldn't have had to bring the ball up court and score 35. Carry the offense. Yeah. I mean, he's not really a carry the offense kind of guy. Delavadova is just so he's so, so bad. I don't know how he keep he keeps his starting role on Australia. Like they can't find someone better than Delavadova. Seriously? I guess not. It's crazy. Um, yeah, Gasol was just ripping them to shreds, ripping um, Baines. Bogut didn't play that much that game. Well, he did, but he didn't start that game. I guess because I don't know why. But then Gasol just gave Baines the business the whole game. Um, 
I didn't see the Argentina and France game, but like you said, Scola was on fire. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the seventh uh, best team in the FIBA tournament. <laughs> the seventh best team in the world. <sighs> okay, so on the podcast, I believe it was probably a month ago now when we were talking about the team. Um, we were talking about, you know, who got selected, talking about the roster and how they were playing in the exhibition games. And I, I noticed something about the rotation and also the roster in general, how trash our center spot was on the roster. And I like Miles Turner. I've said on here before that I think Miles Turner has a chance to be good. But, you know, potential runs out, you know? I've said it about, like, schoolboy Q. You can't have potential. Like, your whole <laughs> your whole career yeah. be potential. So, Turner is pretty much to the point where he's just mediocre. Um, Brooke Lopez. I haven't seen Brooke Lopez take a layup in, like, two <laughs> years. Um, Plumlee. I haven't seen Plumlee. He, could, he, he gets, like, one fire block every once in a while. But, Did he play in the France game? Um, I don't, I don't think he did. I didn't see him on the stat sheet. If he did, it wasn't long. He played one minute against France. I'm looking at the stats. One, one minute. minute. So, um, they made they managed to do okay with the centers, but I also noted that for some reason we have two guards listed at power forward um which i didn't like chris middleton has never played power forward in his life um nor should he nor should he joe harris is not a small forward harrison barnes you know on the warriors he played a little power forward but that's the warriors they went 72 and 10 i mean 73 and 10 like you know barnes is playing power forward has nothing to do with he did it one time on the Warriors, is what I'm saying. It had nothing to do with the team. Um, uh, who else? Oh, Jalen Brown, starting at power forward. Why? Jalen Brown started. Well, one of the games he did, yeah, not not against France, but. Okay. So, I said on here, you know, I think we're gonna have a hard time against big guys when we're playing here, starting Harrison Barnes at power forward. Um. And then the other thing with the rotation, we often move the centers out the game and play with, like, Jalen Brown as the center. Which, okay, we play small ball in the U.S., in the NBA. And small ball is popular. It's working a little bit. Um, Popovich even uses it a little bit. Warriors are famous for it. The Hampton Five, the death lineup, whatever. So we play France. Who with Rudy Gobert, who's now the two-time Defensive Player of the Year? Is that correct? I think so. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He is seven-two, <laughs> and we manage to have all our centers play a combined twenty minutes. The whole game. That's it. That's it. Turner played 10. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say 20? 16 minutes. Turner played 10. Lopez played 5. And Plumlee played 1 minute. Guess how many minutes Rudy Gobert played? 34 minutes. <laughs> 34? So the other 18 minutes that our, none of our centers were on the court, Gobert managed to get 21 and 16 in three blocks. And we got beat. Congratulations, France. <laughs> um, Popovich, why? I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I I have so many questions on that. Well, not so many. Just how do you play? So we shitted on Miles Turner because he was awful. Yeah. Why bother playing him 10 minutes? (laughs) What is he giving you in 10 minutes of clock? (laughs) (laughs) He's giving you a lot more than what is Brooke Lopez? What is Brooke Lopez giving you in five minutes of clock? He probably took three three (laughs) three-pointers. At least two. He had to have taken two. Uh, Yeah, he took two. Oh, for two. Of course. um, Why why Plumlee even got in the game, I don't understand. To top it off, Lopez, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, zero fouls. Plumlee, I don't even need to say, right? Turner, two points, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, one block, three fouls, two turnovers. Two turnovers? <laughs> How do you get two turnovers? You didn't even touch the ball. <laughs> you got two turnovers in 10 minutes. Dog, it, as a seven-foot guy, it, just as a coach, hypothetically, seven-foot guy, I played you for 10 minutes. You somehow threw the ball away twice. But you couldn't get me more than one rebound? Or one bucket. He was one for two. He only took two shots. Get him out of here, bro. <laughs> I don't understand why I play him at all. If you're gonna if you're gonna let Rudy Gobert work us for 19 <laughs> minutes, why play scrubs? <laughs> right. Exactly. It, just, it makes no sense. There's no logic behind the choices being made. And I hate that we lost. And after the game, all I see is Popovich deflecting blame or trying to <laughs> trying to jump on his high horse talking about, you know, you got to respect everybody who you play. No, we got to question what you're doing out there. <laughs> yeah, thank God for Captain America Donovan Mitchell to give us 29 on 12 of 23 from shooting. 23 shots in a FIBA game is not good, but... You know, with what everything else that was going on, thank God he scored it all. Who was their second leading scorer? Like Marcus Smart? Yeah, he had 11. <sighs> 11. <laughs> 11. None of our other guys could get more than 11. And he only took five shots. The thing is, now, if he used Turner and Lopez, I think it would even make sense with Gobert, with him being such a defensive threat, have some shooters, like get him out the paint. You know, you have yeah. to guard Lopez if he has the ball outside. You have to. Yeah. He lit the league up. He was like fourth and threes in the league this year. So put him in for five minutes. Gobero's just sleeping in the paint. <laughs> sleeping. I just, I don't get it, man. Because it, when like Jalen Brown is playing center, what does he have to do? 
Just wait for Jalen to ch- come try to make a highlight dunk on him. He's a defensive player of the year. He's been blocking Jalen Brown's dunks all season. Right. I mean, come on, man. Joe Harris, 19 minutes, five points. Why is Joe Harris on the team? He's terrible. <laughs> Bro. I just, I don't understand. You have all these pieces of of guys who, trash. like, like <laughs> Joe Harris should be playing a role. He should. Like, he should be a, a role player. And to me, from the things I'm seeing out of this tournament, nobody on this team had a role. Nobody on this team knew what the plan was. <laughs> it didn't look organized. There was not enough passing. There was uh, below average shooters taking too many jumpers. Yeah. It was our best scorers taking too many difficult shots. Yeah. Like, what is going on? So that, was, that was every our first coaching, Every coaching decision I'm looking at and I'm having to say, why is this decision being made? And the coaching staff, like all those brains, those legendary coaches on the bench, Ugh, what were they what doing? They, they were Kurt, on vacation. Jay Wright, Popovich. I've heard Lloyd Pierce was like the key to the 76ers offense. What are they doing? And they're just... Nothing. And it's crazy... You would think they would learn their lesson. Ilya Sova was working them. <laughs> Ilya Sova looked 7-5. <laughs> Wait, it gets worse. So then we play Serbia. Guess who Serbia's best player is? <laughs> Jokic. A center. They also have Boban, who's, what, 7-8, 7-4? Come on, man. <laughs> Miles Turner played 24 minutes. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, 1 turnover, 3 fouls. He just comes in and just hacks everybody. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that stat line you just read was easily his best game of the tournament. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's my point. Oh, my God. Why I point. really I don't I don't I seriously cannot comprehend why would you play him ten minutes? And then I mean Jokic had nine points, seven assists, which is what he does. But we didn't take him out of his game. If he gets seven assists, you're gonna lose the game. Did we take anybody out of their game? No, because Bogdanovich gave us twenty eight. So he was right in his game. Scoring that, machine. Oh, oh, the only one we managed to strap the entire FIBA tournament was Sadoransky. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Sadoransky doesn't even need strapping. <laughs> and Czech Republic made it as far as we did. Yeah. At the end of the day, if not Where, a little bit further. What did they place? Didn't they place higher than us? They might have been sixth or fifth. They won their consolation game, so they have to be higher, I think. It wouldn't surprise me. Come on, man. I mean, Seven. what are we doing, man? Seven. I blame. I completely blame uh, these these star players. That didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. This is that's what happens. Patty I'm Mills, so by the way, should be in the Hall of Fame. Since we're talking about Hall of Fame, <laughs> Patty Mills should be in the He's Hall in of the Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame. For yeah, sure. basketball. Yeah, not just not NBA basketball. He's been. He's one of the best FIBA players I've ever seen. I mean, he, he's unstoppable. <laughs> no one can stop him. 
Even when Australia was a joke like 10 years ago, he was unstoppable. And he's 6'1". And he's like... that. Right, and he's lighting them up. Like, no one can do anything with him. They pick him up full court, and he picks people up full court. Like, he's not out there just scoring like Donovan Mitchell. He's playing defense. Strapping. So, yeah, I just want to make sure people know Patty is, is like that, man. I'd take... FIBA Patty over everybody on Team USA this year. Everybody. <sighs> man, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about it. I don't know what to say. I don't know what we're going to do. I tell you what, if the Olympics... Man, listen. I'd rather, dude, if you're going to put out our not even B team, our C, D team... Bro, play with the college guys. They could have put the all Amer- McDonald's All American team out there. We would have came this 100%. close. They could have put Duke, just the Duke team, and we could have came in seventh. Come on now. I'd rather play the top college guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying we don't even need to play the top college guys to come in seventh. Just whoever wants to come. I'd take the, any of the college guys over this. <laughs> yeah. These guys are coming in and trying to force everything. Kemba and Donovan Mitchell can't figure out who the number one guy is. Yeah. Like, it's Team USA. That shouldn't be the case. If, if LeBron and Kobe could figure out who's getting the ball at the end, Donovan Mitchell and Kemba Walker definitely should be able to do that. And Carmelo, by the way. Right. Car- Carmelo, Kobe, and LeBron. Carmelo led the world in scoring, and Kobe still got the ball at the end. We can't figure out how to get more than nine points for Donovan Mitchell in the consolation game. Well, Bogdanovich, why can't we stop somebody? That's the other thing I don't understand. Bogdanovich, like, do they not play him 80 games? Like, were these guys not playing him last year? He can shoot. 28? 28? I don't know, man. I don't know what the coaching staff was doing. Ten for seventeen. And there was no, there was no cohesion between coaching and playing. Bogdanovich made seven threes. Just it looked like a, it looked like a mess. It's a mess. If you're coming in and like, imagine if you're playing at a college, you're coming into the pregame, like in the locker room, you're meeting your coach, and the coach is preparing you for the team you're about to play. If Bogdanovich is on the other team. You're you're running him off the line every available moment. Every available moment. Or face like, guarding. You're jumping him at the line at the three point line. You're icing. You're, yeah, you're you know you keeping the ball out his hands. And the fact that you gave up seven threes, it's like you didn't prepare for the team you were playing. Right. So I don't know, man. It just it's an embarrassment. It's honestly an embarrassment. And not just because we lost, because we looked stupid losing. Right. And, and and listen, anyone who's ever played basketball, when you get switched on a center and the center knows, like, you can't guard him, they're going to give you buckets. Like, they're saying, mouse in the house, give me the ball, right? Right, right. So why would we as Team USA think that we're going to put just any old person on the center and they're not going to try to eat? That's... We do that in our league. I mean, it's Jokic. It's Gobert. These are all-stars we're talking about. You know what's crazy is 
from the things I've seen, it's like, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree that that's ridiculous. But on top of that, not only are you allowing the big guys to eat on those switches, <laughs> you're letting the guards do whatever they want. They are, yeah. Like, the, some of the, like I watch some of these guards, and I'm like, dude, these guys are, like, basic basketball guards. Yeah. And they're out here just just full, making people look stupid. Because I didn't mention, I forgot to mention that Fournier gave us 22. Oh, yeah. And DeColo gave us 18. DeColo? <laughs> Nando DeColo. Didn't we, like, get him out of the league? Yes. <laughs> and he's dropping 18. Come on. So you're not stopping, you're not stopping the number one front court option. You're not stopping the number one backcourt option. You're not stop. You're not even stopping the the third option guard who's you know only making a play when the ball comes to him. Tilakina would have been our second leading scorer on our team. He had eleven. Tilakina from the Knicks. He's trash. He doesn't even start on the Knicks, and he starts on the on Team France and gives a gives us eleven points. Emmanuel Moutier took his job. Dennis Smith Jr. took his job. Alonso Trayer took his job. Didn't without even get drafted. Even, without even, like, doing anything. That's <laughs> they what just I'm took it. Yeah, and he's giving us 11 points? 11 and 3 assists? Come on, man. That's sickening. The, yeah, just, I'll tell you what happened. Gobert would get the ball, and we had to double him because no one could check him. We had guards coming down to double him, then our, their man would be wide open. That's why Fournier was getting off. Can you imagine what Marc Gasol would have done to us if we had somehow survived to make it to Spain? Easy pickings. Rudy probably would have had 30 (laughs) just off of corner threes. I mean, Gasol had a bunch of assists in the championship game, didn't he? Yeah. It just looked like Team USA just was trying to go out there and just outplay teams. That's ridiculous to me. They were just trying to out-talent teams. And, you know, we lost Tatum, but come on, man. Tatum's not like, you know, <laughs> Tatum's not like that. To <laughs> Right. <laughs> for it to matter that we lost him. I heard people like saying, oh, if we had Tatum. No, it wouldn't have mattered. That's- that's a problem right there. Unless Tatum was jumping center, it wouldn't have mattered. The fact that you uh, people are out here, oh, man, if we had Jason Tatum, we would have beaten France. Like, what? Colangelo himself says injuries to Tatum and Kuzma cost the World Cup. Come on, man. Kuzma probably wouldn't even played. I mean. Kuzma would have been. Gobert would have been working him. Yeah. Anybody who he was checking would have been working him, honestly. <laughs> right, guards would have been working him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in other news, uh, <laughs> Bam Adebayo will take on Kobayashi in a cheeseburger eating contest. Bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this He's is headline fun news. out there in Miami. In other words, the league is trash in off season. Man, it's really trash. It's it's right after it's from like August to training camp. It's just so bad. Uh, Shumpert declined to come to Rockets training camp, said he's not taking the offer. Rockets owner believes that Russ fits better than CP3. 
Rock is already having a lot of drama. I mean, you know it's coming. I I don't care if Russ and Harden are at in Vegas dancing to Drake. The drama is coming. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. It's coming. I don't Anybody care. who thinks this 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 dynamic duo is just gonna be awesome with no <laughs> no problems, you're you're dreaming. Yeah. So there's gonna be some games where the only highlight is. You know them dancing in the chairs to, to the warm up music like they do every time. That's gonna be the highlight sometimes because it's gonna be so much nonsense being taken in the game. So many turnovers. They, yeah. the two of them have led the league in turnovers the last four years in a row. That's they they go find a way to continue to do that. <laughs> Rockets might break a record for turnovers this season. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like the the way the Rockets play is they only let James Harden turn the ball over. Yeah, that's true. Like PJ Tucker, if he catches it, he's either shooting it or he's swinging it. Well, they have to change that because then Russ will just never catch the ball because he can't shoot. So I, that's why I told you. I think one of these guys is gonna have to take a a leap back. Yeah, like a gigantic step. And I'm not saying he's gonna be worse. Just he's just gonna have to. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm I'm done with sports, man. Are you? You got anything? Yeah, that's else? it for me. Shout out to Sean Livingston for retiring. Yeah. He knew good, it was good, time. You gotta respect career. that. I liked I liked him I liked him in uh, Brooklyn when they were just starting out. Oh yeah, I did too. Yeah. Because he was a journeyman for a couple different teams before he got to the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, and he had a good stint with the Wizards for a quick second, too. <laughs> yeah. You think he would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get hurt? No. Heck but no. How, what, would have been, what would have been his peak? Ben Simmons' rookie year. Okay. That's, that's good, though. But I don't know how long it would have lasted. Yeah. <laughs> when you say peak, I mean, he might have gotten to that point in one year of his career, but no better than that, I don't think. Yeah, he would have eventually, he would have, I wonder if he had stayed healthy, would he have ever extended his range? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Because, I, I mean, if I'm assuming if he wasn't hurt, he would have been more likely to do that. Yeah. And it's not like I didn't need him to shoot threes. I just need him to be a little further than the damn free throw line. <laughs> and he's not even consistent there. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he'll be hot sometimes. That floater he does was consistent. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say Ben Simmons rookie year. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think that would be, like, you know, the best season. It, it would also depend on what team he was playing for, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't do that on the Warriors. Just because they shoot, and he still wouldn't be able to shoot. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right, cool. Uh, you got no more sports, right? Um, just see uh, real quick. Just see Kobe and and uh, Ginobili chilling. Nah. At at the FIBA, and Bosch was there too. Oh, that's cool. Bosch kind of fucked it up, but Kobe and Ginobili sitting there talking. I was like, damn, that's a nice picture. <laughs> Bosch ruined the shot. 
I mean, Bosch is, is tough, but, like, nowhere on those guys' levels. Yeah, and he's not – he's last 10 years younger remember, than them, too. Last thing I remember from both Ginobili and Bosch was, was Ginobili dunking on him and Bosch looking stupid while Ginobili did it. Yeah, Ginobili did bang on him. That was funny. And that was when he was 45 already. <laughs> yeah. I wish Bosch never stopped playing. Yeah, the the blood thing or whatever he had. Yeah. Yeah, that was messed up. Yeah. You think Bosch would have been Hall of Famer? Yeah, because I think he's, he's like, on the border as he uh, as his career is now. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. But if he had a couple of 2010 years after, you know, LeBron and Wade left. Yeah. And it, actually, if, if Bosch was healthy, Miami probably would have been significantly better. Yeah. If Bosch was, probably would have never left. Yeah, if Bosch was healthy that one year, he, you know. That first year. Yeah, yeah. When they, like, lost a bunch and then still somehow went 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll play your gym, and we'll be right back for some music. Stage calling in the distance It was all us crammed in the house Back when my dad was the man of the house A lot of dads left, they abandoned the house My dad, Joe Jack, started abandoning the house He said, one friend, one friend in the house Only one friend in the whole wide world One day come when you only have each other Never give it up we come in peace, but we don't come in pieces. We on some tag team WWE shit. We look just alike, the prestigious, so prestigious. The splitting image of Lupita standing on them beaches. Don't tweak it, don't be facetious. Those shells will shred you to pieces. These niggas faking like demons, but I'ma send them to Jesus. This is me and my bro. Versus all of you heathens, they think I'm reading Ephesians. I'll have all these niggas hiding, avoiding meetings like vegans. I got the keys like I'm peeking. I line the trunk with the bleach and I leave you inside the freezer and let you chill for the weekend, but fuck it over the weekend and come back inside a month and I throw you inside the trunk but it's plastic so it ain't leaking but we could be cool we can be cool me and my brother we can be cruel find your ass line your ass up go to work on them there's calling in the It's a lot more crammed in the house Back when Chance was the man of the house Baseball bats that they ran in the house We from out south like birds in the clouds When I was 11, I heard my homie dad die This shit deeper than music, I got BTS for life So if you do production, just make sure the drums right The independent business will never need your advice Our image won't diminish cause Charlie and Marley right Me and Channel like Pesci and Robin's life Hey, made man, we just making the songs right you just making a song hype. I really snapped the last time I rapped, I was moving packs. And adolescence 
seeing ambulances, learn adolescence. Catching blessings or stretching from firsthand impressions. Channel call my phone, voicemail, hope you don't get a message. Heard that I exit from my assets off that intersection. So if you say something about big bro, bitch, I'ma smack you reckless. We from down south, we broke it twice, and we are not from Texas. One more rep, can't run around straps, so I walk around like pedestrian. Chat down, someone looking like my numbers, and you know how I'm bumming, ain't checking it. Call big bro, now we running up, sitting up, get it up, nigga, now let's begin. OTF, free Dirk and them. We was inside with a curfew then. What's fire without earth and wind? And what's a fight when it's worth the win, y'all? Yeah. All right, we are back. Oh, we forgot real quick. Uh, Joe Johnson to the Pistons. Yeah, Joe. ISO Joe. Uh, Joe. Pistons are trying to revive like, some a, careers. It's a good move. It's not enough, but it's a good move. Yeah. Rose, Beasley, and Joe Johnson. Wow. Well, didn't they get rid of Be- Beasley to open up a spot? Oh, maybe they did. Because Beasley can't Be- play anyway. First couple games. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder, you think Beasley's going to get another chance or is he back overseas? <laughs> He's probably back overseas. That's fair. Yeah. Um. All right. So, new music. What did you hear? Nothing from the new music. Okay. I didn't hear. I only heard one thing from the new music. New music was kind of dry this weekend. Um, yeah. I heard. Uh, oh, you want to go with your old music first? Uh, well, it's not too old. It's from earlier in the year. Okay. But I want to hear the what you listen to first. I listen to Charlie XCX, Charlie. Um, I don't listen. I haven't listened to a lot of her stuff. Well, I'll take that back. And listening to her, I realized that I listened to a lot more than I thought I did. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard more than I have listened to. Like I've heard a lot of her hits out. But like I, yeah. I never turned her on. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this album though. Um, it's called Charlie. Uh, it has one, two, three, four, fifteen tracks, something like that. Um, a lot of features that I don't know at all. Tommy Cash, Kim Petras, uh. Big Fridia, Claro. Troy, Troy Sivan popped up. Yeah, Troy's on there twice. Um, one of Troy's is really good. I don't like the other one that much, but it, it has a lot of energy. I like the, uh, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like an electronic. She uses a lot of electronic keyboards and, you know, editing and stuff that sounds really cool with her voice. Um, it's good, man. I I really liked it. I did. I think "Gone" is the smash on there. I think that's the biggest hit with Christine and the Queens. I also do not know, but I liked it. Nineteen ninety nine with Troy was good. "Blame It on Your Love" with Lizzo was good. Lizzo's kind of hot right now. Um, I think it's. I think I liked "Silver Cross" as well. Um. Yeah, man. It was fun to listen to. It really was. It was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would recommend it. 
What else you got? So, I I was really sad after I saw what dropped this last Friday. Yeah. Because I just, I was like, man, I don't want to listen to any of this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and we've kind of been, you know, we've been checking out new music every week. And I was like, man, like, I just really, I don't want to listen to any of this. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine put me on two artists that I'd never, I had heard, you know, I'd heard the names, but I'd never listened to them. Okay. And the first one is Don Tolliver. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's on the... Um, Donnie Womack. Yeah, he, he's on uh, Travis's song, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So Donnie Womack uh, is, is his, I don't, I'm assuming it's his most recent project, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Uh, and it's 13 tracks, but it's not too long. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I don't think it was a great album, but I, f- I found myself enjoying a lot of the songs. I think the second half is just is significantly better than the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's an interesting artist. I, I hear this is a weird comparison, but he sounds like I want Young Thug to sound. <laughs> Where, and it's not that he sounds specifically like Young Thug a lot. Mm-hmm. It's that he plays with his voice, but it never gets to a point where it's just incoherent, like, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, that's... Young Thug kind of takes it too far a lot of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and, and with this album, I enjoy just, like, how different a lot of the songs are from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, he still sounds good at a lot of them. Okay, cool. Um, if I if I have a couple gems, Mama Mia and Video Girl were the two like that really stood out to me. Okay. Uh, but I enjoyed it, man. It was quick. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the songs are short too. Yeah. Less than three minutes. And and no no real features. Uh, Dice Soho is on a track, and and he does a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I enjoyed the fact that it was no features because this guy has a lot of different sounds that he could play with. I was surprised that he didn't have features especially him being on travis's song yeah i thought he you know people would gravitate towards him mm-hmm. but and that's his only album as his debut album oh okay mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good debut album for sure okay cool um and now another artist uh saint john or jhn yeah i listened to saint john's project yeah yeah the a few months like a month or two ago it, uh, it wasn't even that long ago it was, it was recent yeah ghetto lenny's love songs yeah you did you review it on the podcast uh i I don't think you might have i don't i don't know i don't think i did okay i I think we had a lot to talk about that day it was like the same day a lot of like fire came out okay yeah uh well this album i this guy i'd heard his name but i'd never heard anything really from him Mm -hmm. um and I gotta say, I love this album. <laughs> I was, I I wanted to criticize it, and I was looking for shit I don't like. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I got nothing, man. I just, it's not as good as the Lost Boy by YBN Corday. Yeah, but that's the same kind of experience I had, mm-hmm. where it's just it's just good song after good song after good song. I'm like, damn, like, you know. Maybe I'm not going back to every song, you know, endlessly. Yeah. But I don't want to skip anything. 
he's a cool dude, man. I've seen a lot of his interviews, mm-hmm. and he's just like, he's like on this different level of swagger, man. It's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to say it without sounding, without sounding weird. But like, <laughs> I would encourage people who have heard him to definitely watch like one of his interviews and see how he acts, cause he acts pretty cool. Like, I think he's gonna be a star. Just by yeah. the way his mentality is. From this album, I felt that too. I was like, damn, this guy is really talented. He has crazy chemistry with the, every feature he does. That Lenny Kravitz. That Borders? Oh, my God. Borders is so fire. <laughs> oh, my God. But I loved his uh, Meek Mill. Yeah. The song is great. Lil Baby sounds great. Yeah, Trap has a cool video too. Uh, I love uh, Monica Lewinsky's a cool song with A Boogie too because... The song before it is like kind of a banger. Yeah, yeah. And then Monica Lewinsky slows it. And I, I like a lot of the the order choices in this album. I love how the songs like play off each other really well. I like the order choice too, yeah. Uh, and again, I love just the variety he has. Mm-hmm. He, he dives into different genres. He sounds good uh, on hooks, on verses. He mixes up the verses a lot of the time where he does different things with that. Yeah, and I just like there wasn't a bad a bad track. No, it really isn't. No, uh, you know, trophies was a bit repetitive, but you know, one one track I could forgive. And he's so different too, which is nice because his voice is deep, but he has the same kind of mumble. Well, not mumble, but rhythmic. You know how he sings is very rhythmic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I liked him, man. I like him. I like him. I've liked him for a while. Uh, his single, Some Nights, was the first time I heard him. That was in 2017. I heard it on SoundCloud. Like, it's before I even got, you know, the other streaming stuff. Yeah. And I, I used to play that, like, over and over and over again. But I never thought he'd be this good, honestly. I'm going to check out his uh, Collection 1. Yeah, Collection 1 is good. It's really good. Yeah, because and I I can't wait. I mean, it sucks that he just dropped something. Because I was once I finished listening to it like the second, third time, I'm like, damn, I'm I'm ready for another project from this guy. Yeah, you gotta go back. That works. Cool. But this this is definitely one of the better hip hop albums of the year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just really nice to listen to. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. You want, do we have any like music news? Not really, right? Not that I know of. Um, Surprised Nikki hasn't come out of retirement. <laughs> it's coming, eventually. I don't know how soon, but you know, eventually. Um, <laughs> the six nine, Takashi six nine trial is underway. What do you think? What do you think is gonna happen? I don't know. I you think mean, it's gonna be? It's just gonna be witness protection, jail time. Apparently, I'm looking at uh, news. Apparently, he talks about Trippy Red or divulges information with, on something to do with Trippy Red. Mm. I feel like he's gonna get other people in trouble. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why he's getting his sentence, right? You know, taken off because he's gonna tell everything about everybody else. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the trial. 
Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't like him as a like who he is. Mm-hmm. But but I I do have fun listening to his music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, he he he's just he's a guaranteed banger. Yeah. So and and he was kind of flawless with the kind of music he made. You know, up right up until the point he went to jail. Yeah. And his album that came out uh, like a few days after he went to jail, like I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I I hope he gets to make more music, but I just it's hard for me to imagine that happening. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine the industry accepting him after this too. Yeah, that too. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because his image is is ruined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna. He's. I'm pretty sure on every track he said he's not a snitch. <laughs> like seriously. And yeah, in one way or another, yeah. Yeah, on every track he found a way to talk about like he doesn't, you know, rat or whatever. None of his boys rat, and, and he doesn't. He doesn't go about any of that shit. And now, I mean, you can't say any of that. Right. You know, rappers are going to clown him. 50 Cent is not going to let it go. Yeah. You know, the game, the game's never going to let it go. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, he's just, lucky he's so far away from the game. Yeah. It's just it's hard for me to picture him recovering from this. Mm-hmm. Like, look at... Bro, Kodak Black has disappeared off the face of the earth since doing that bullshit that he did. Yeah. Like you and have it not wasn't heard, even that bad. You have not heard, you have not seen like I don't even remember him. Right. Because it's been so long since I've heard anything about him or any like music from him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it happens quick. Yep. Um did you hear um, about like people are celebrating Man of the Moon ten yeah, years? It's like the anniversary, right? Yeah, the ten year anniversary. Uh, I get it. How how important is Kid Cudi to you? Not that important. No. No, I I, I think he's important, but I think his like his impact on music is not as crazy as some people make it seem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, it, fuck, I, I don't want to sound like a critic or like a hater because Man on the Moon is flawless. Yeah. Like, it's just an all, like, I, I completely understand why people are celebrating it. It's a, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want to really talk about Cuddy because he's associated with somebody that we don't really fuck with. Yeah. And he, it, it seems like some of that kind of rubs off on him. Which I really hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Man on the Moon one and two to me are classics. Yeah, two two doesn't have the same like mainstream popularity. Uh, but I probably have gone back to two in recent years more than one, honestly. Yeah, but that's just because when one was in its prime, I was it was just nonstop. <laughs> right, one is just so. super crazy. And speaking of that guy we don't like, it just seems like he tears everyone around him down, honestly. Like, who, other than Travis, who has flourished? Uh, Is, Push isn't flourishing. 
at all. Two two chains, maybe. I mean, we put that in our worst album this year. <laughs> Debatable. Both of us put it in our worst album this year, top five. But two chains like came up through good music. He did. Like nobody, nobody cared about him when he was Titty Boy. Duffelback Boy was only big because of Lil Wayne. I talked about it the other day. I mean, Big Sean. Mm. Big Sean is one. Big Sean. But he's kind of his own entity. He's his own entity, and he's flourishing. But like, he—he's someone that I that hasn't reached the potential that I had put him on when I first heard him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's not that like sales wise. I just thought he'd be making better music. And for some reason, I don't know why he's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's taste. But I thought Big Sean would be bigger and more fire than he is by a long shot. And, I agree. And 2 Chains' percentage, his shooting percentage is it's not good. trash. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. He's like 10 albums and two of them are okay. <laughs> you know? I think based on a true story, the first one is good. Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is good. That's it. Yeah. That's really... And, and the first one is debatable for me. Right. He And like he I managed to make a Lil Wayne collab album not good. Oh, that's... Oh, man. That's a stain on both of their resumes for sure. <laughs> I was like, how is this that bad? <laughs> I don't even. I remember thinking like nobody wanted this. No. And y'all still made people like hate it. Yeah. Like so, y'all had no expectations, and y'all still fucked it up. I know the album cover is trash. The the production on here is trash. Lil Wayne is only on half the songs, and I mean this this just wasn't good. Wasn't good at all. But but going back to Kid Cudi, man. He, I, I do. I don't want to like you know sleep on him. He had he had a huge impact on my childhood. Yeah. Like I listened to his music so much growing up. Mm-hmm. But you're saying his impact to other musicians I just think wasn't on the over overall culture. I don't think it's as big of a deal as people think. Yeah, I agree. Cause I don't I don't really see. I haven't heard anyone that makes music and said, man, you know, he reminds me of Kid Cudi, and I don't. Yeah. And that's a good thing for Kid Cudi. But it's not a big deal for his impact, you know. Yeah. Just shows he was unique. But I don't. I hate when people say, "Oh yeah, he is of the um, influence of Kid Cudi." Like, who who gets influenced by Kid Cudi? <laughs> yeah, and one of the reasons I do kind of hate on Cudi is because he, after just being super two for two, yeah, he I waited I waited years. Yeah, I waited years for quality music from him, and I never got that <laughs> since 2010. I, dude, I when he was talking about you don't, I, I don't even know if you remember this. He joined a band like a another like he teamed up with another guy to make a little band. That was with Indicud. That was like right before that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and 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 he was hyping that shit up for like a year, and I was like, you know what? I do want to hear you on like rock style music or you know more instrument based music yeah and, and it was just it was terrible yeah and then like he had something else in there I remember that sucked in between uh, Man on the Moon 2 and Indicud 
And then Indicud was just like mediocre. That was the um oh between Man on the Moon and Indicud? Oh, I don't know. Was it a mixtape? Probably. Uh huh. But I just I just remember him putting out bad music after Man on the Moon too. Yeah. And then he was and he was so defensive too. He used to like he used to like hate on people who were criticizing him, talking about they don't understand shit. And he goes on these rants about how people can't comprehend his music and they don't understand like what he's going for. I'm like, dude, you you're the one who went you try to quit weed and then your music was trash for years. Yeah, I I hated that too when he started saying like you guys don't know what I go through. Right. The what I had to put myself through to make this right. album and you're just you guys just say it's trash. I'm like, okay, but it's trash. And he <laughs> None of that makes it not back, trash. He he had that stretch of garbage and then he comes back with what's the song uh, Just What I Am which is like a super hit. Uh-huh. And it's all about smoking. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like this is your lane. You, all your success has come from when you talk about weed. <laughs> this is your lane. <laughs> like seriously, name me a song that's good from him that's not talking about weed. I don't know one. I really, I mean, I don't even have to think hard to know that I don't know any of them. And and I mean, you know, his last album was was the passion, pain, and pleasure was. It was okay, but it's nothing crazy. Yeah. So you know, outside of his two first opening projects, which were just, again, they were super hits. Mm-hmm. They were class. Like, how many guys debut with classics? Very few. Right. Yeah. Uh, but man, he just—he's like Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he has two great runs, and outside of that, is kind of is mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, a oh, wizard is what you're talking about, right? The yeah, the little band thing. Yeah. That one was trash. <laughs> He's really so much trash. So much. <laughs> Speeding man. bullet. I, you, that's the one thing I probably hated about Kid Cudi the most was like how he tried to make um he like forced weirdness yes. yes and he used to try to like like he would push it further and further and then when people were like you know eventually he got to a point where people are like you know this isn't i don't like this yeah like that shit that shit you were doing before i fuck with that yeah and he and he was and he would get mad he'd be like fuck y'all like i'm developing as an artist <laughs> yeah and he'd go so deep with the metaphors i'm like uh, yeah you know it's one of those i don't know what we're talking about anymore I hated that. That's the one thing also, I didn't like about him. His whole I also career. thought he was very overrated as a rapper. Oh, for sure. Did like, some? Did people think he was a good rapper? I mean, yeah, just because he was rapping on the Man on the Moon one. Uh, yeah, on some songs, yeah. But I was happy. I was happy that he got away from rapping in Man on the Moon two. Mm-hmm. Me too. And then you know, in Indicut, he's trying to rap all over the place, and I'm like. And he was trying to really rap on Indicut. It's a mess. That's what made it so bad. Joins uh, Kid Cudi presents Satellite Flight, The Journey to Mother Moon. That's when I was like, all right, speeding bullet to heaven. That shit sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> satellite, uh, satellite flight or whatever. That shit was mostly, uh, uh, you know, what's what's it called when there's no lyrics? Instrumentals. Instrumentals. Yeah. I was like, how dare you? Yeah, it was weird. But like I said, that's when he was like, you know, y- y'all aren't understanding me. Yeah. I'm on this different realm. <laughs> Whatever speeding, he said. Speeding Bullet to Heaven was so awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. Oh. Especially by someone that I thought was a decent artist. I was, dude, I remember, I remember listening to that, and I'm like, I'm done. That's it for me. <laughs> And I don't know what convinced me to come back to him. The Passion Pain and Demon Slaying, though, he made it. It looked like it was going to be good, though. Like, you got Andre 3000 on two songs. You got Travis. You got Pharrell. You know, Willow made me interested. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me see what he's going to do with Willow, you know? But, like, yeah. You know, you know where he next. really killed me. I remember the first. I'm looking at his like career. Yeah, he killed me by, and and so you remember when there was Cruel Summer was coming out. Yeah, and that was like a big deal because he was dropping like hit after hit after hit. Yeah, Kid Cudi popped up on one track and that shit sucked. <laughs> and that was when he was like at the peak of his popularity. Yeah. One track and it's awful, and then he had like the drama of him leaving. Yeah. Uh, good music, and and now all of a sudden he's buddy buddy with with him, and they can't make music without each other apparently now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He's a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. And that cruel summer dropped like when everyone on there was in their prime. It seemed like yeah. everybody was hot, especially him. Thing. That whole thing was, uh, if you take away the the singles, was a letdown. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, without the singles for sure. If you take Big Sean off of there, it was a letdown. Big Sean was the star to me. He was. I agree. I mean, yeah. The way he opened Mercy, that might be the throwback. Oh no, it's not. Never mind. I'm not. I can't play that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you want to do the top five? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, you, um, you go first. You introduce. Yeah, I figured we'd talk about some artists we listen to uh, a lot mm-hmm. currently because it was, like you said, it was a slow music weekend. Mm-hmm. Very and slow. Yeah, I just thought I, wa- I was curious to see what you've been going back to. And you're talking about like for the year, this year, right? Yeah, let's just keep it in this year. Okay. But it doesn't have to be, like, current artists. Like, if you've been going back to, I don't know, like, like I used to go back to 50 Cent all the time. Yeah. You know, like, that's fine, obviously. All right, I got you, I got you. It doesn't have to be a current artist. Yeah, all right, cool. All right, you want to go, you know, alternate again? Yeah. All right, so who's your fifth? So coming in at number five for me. And and it's tough because I couldn't like literally count how often I listen to some of these guys, <laughs> right? So like my top, especially my top two are like you know right there with each other. Mm-hmm. But Tory Lanez is at five for me. 
Yes. Uh, Tory Lanez, he just he, he puts out good music, man. I, I'll talk about Tory too because he's in my list. But go ahead. Yeah, he just he's gotten better and better as an artist. I think his uh, "Love Me Now" project is very underrated. Super underrated. Uh, and uh, some people don't agree with me, but I think it's better than his second one. Uh huh. But I also go back to his uh, first project quite a bit. <laughs> what do you have against memories don't die? I don't, I don't know, understand. That's, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'd be going back to his first and third. I never like really want to go back to his second one. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Everyone it's I know just, loves it's just it. Long, huh? It's just it's long. It is long. Because there's a, a few of the double like songs. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of drag, and he like he he's really focused on just rapping on the second one. It is a lot of rapping, yeah. And it just gets a little little stale for me. I like the the when he goes for like random shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, Tori, he's so when it comes to like vibes, he's so versatile. Like. I could play a Tory song for any mood I'm in, for like any situation I'm thinking about, like anything I'm about to do to like get my energy changed. Yeah. I could play a Tory song for that. And I think that speaks to his artistry that he can, you know, be played in so many different arenas and and still be successful. He's one of those guys. And also, I mean, his feature game is super slept on. Like no one mentions him as being one of the best feature, you know, feature artists. But he's really good, especially in like the EDM and the um, like producers who pick him up for their songs. He does a really good job. He's on a couple of Cashmere Cat songs. Um, I think he was on another another big one. But yeah, man, Tori's is he's so easy to listen to. He's one, he's one of the premier artists for me to like like if I'm just gonna suggest like music to somebody that doesn't listen to a lot of music yeah like Tory Lanez would be an artist on my list yeah yeah I like that that's a good way to put it alright you go again cause I'll just use Tory as my fifth too okay mm-hmm. so for four uh, and shit a few months ago he probably would've been at one but a boogie Mm-hmm. Uh, a Boogie's one of my favorite artists out right now. Yeah. Uh, I was a huge fan of Hoodie Season. I was like the only one because <laughs> I didn't. I was the only one who listened to it apparently, and I was the only one who bought it apparently. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't really buy it, but yeah, yeah, uh, I know what I you just, mean. That album just flew over everybody. Like nobody cared. Like didn't get any hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not just I also love his uh, International artist Yeah That was great Dude, I, I go back to that And it's such It's so quick All the songs are so great Yeah He does such a good job of, of Like he fits the songs so well Yeah And a lot of them are like Like songs that have already been made And he's just kind of adding his flavor to it mm-hmm. And And I was I just I hope he does more of that man like similar to how uh, Tory Lanez pops up in all these other genres, yeah, 
Uh, I want a boogie to start doing that more. He could. I, and I've heard him on some things I was surprised. Yeah. Like, a boogie's on he, this? He's been a little hit and miss with the features this year. He has. Yes. So, but, that, I mean, you know, I'm not... That's okay. That's acceptable. I still... His, his music is crazy fun to listen to. And he's to. still really young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he finds a pocket, like, on anything. His change-ups are crazy, man. I think he just needs to find... I think because he's so good at change-ups, I think he kind of messes up with features because he doesn't have something that is, like, just him. Yeah. You know? Um, he needs to be, like, keep being unique in himself, I guess. But that's a good pick. I like A Boogie. Um, my fourth is uh, he's released a lot of singles this year, so I assume an album is coming. Um, it's Kid Ink, man. I mean, we we, we both like him. Kid Ink, love him. Such an underrated discography. So underrated. I mean, up 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 and away was a good album. It was yeah, some fire on there. It's not great, but my own lane was fire. Full speed, fire. Dude, he has mixtapes that are super fire. He does. Summer in the winter was great. I mean. I like Seven Series a lot. I like Missed Calls. Yeah, Missed Calls was nice. Like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's released, uh, I want to say, five singles this year? Four singles this year in 2019. So I assume the album was coming before the end of the year. But once I saw that the singles were coming out, I was right on listening to, you know, vintage throwback Kid Ink, man. So he has such good chemistry with so many artists Dude, that you would I, never I think. Need, I need another Chris Brown song from him. For sure. I need it, it. Yeah, we need it. We need it. It's been too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a requirement. I need one every like two years. Yeah. Yeah. Super flawless. On my own lane, I mean, he had him and Tyga had fire, August Alcina, and then King Los, who a lot of people don't even know about. Yeah, King Los is a sleeper. He's a sleeper, a fire rapper. I never thought him and Kid Ink would like work. Then Badass was a hit. Him, Meek Mill, and Wale. Um, he he probably had the last, well, maybe not the last, but uh, Fetty Wap. Uh, yeah, I don't remember hearing Fetty Wap much after Promise. <laughs> no, no, no one heard him a lot after that. I haven't heard Omarion in a while either. Other than yeah, good point. You know. Uh, and that was, he did, I mean, and wasn't a lot of big features on there. So, um, Summer in the Winter was a really good project from him, like really him. You know, it didn't have like the smashes. He didn't rely on the smash hits like the other ones. Um, Usher and Tinashe, Dej Loaf, Migos, Trey, Machine Gun. I mean, you know. He has crazy chemistry with all of them, which you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and he's a pretty good featuring artist too. He doesn't get a lot of a lot of jobs, but you know, when he does get picked up, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So yeah, that's my fourth, Kid Ink. Alright, your third. Uh, for three, uh pure entertainment. Uh the baby. <laughs> yes. Dude, he's just He's had one of the best like years out of any artist. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And and just 
the more I hear him, the more I'm like, dude, like this guy has to be like in everything. Have you seen his music videos? Yes. His music videos are so fire. Dude, they're so funny. Yeah, they are. He- they're so funny. And and I love like he he lives out the persona of like the kind of rapper he is. Yeah. And he has you know so I- much fun. It's so authentic and his music is so entertaining. It's I can't think of an artist that gets me hyped more than he does. Yeah. I could And he's he has that awesome mix of like he could talk his shit and he'll throw out like a joke line. Yeah. And it's funny as shit and I, he's just a great artist, man. He's he's been featured on er- practically everything this year and he's sounded good on all of it. Mhm. Uh I mean, he killed it on Megan the Stallion's album. Yeah. Like once once I heard his verse on there, I'm like, dude, this guy is a, a he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. And his album that came out this year, uh, very easy to listen to. It's one of the best albums I heard this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, especially rap. So much fun, man. And and he's, you know, just looking at new up-and-coming artists, like, I, I don't know who I'm excited for more than him, honestly. I agree. I agree with that, for sure. All right, um... My third is I'm taking it back some. Uh, DMX man. Wow. <laughs> DMX, I, you know what it is? This year with all the lists, the list craze, right? Top fifty list. DMX wasn't on a lot of those lists, and I I felt like, uh, you know, crazy disrespectful. It was crazy disrespectful. Yeah. So since then. Criminal. I was like, what are people missing with DMX? So I, I, I've been going back ever since then, pretty much. And, I mean... I get it. He's he's top 20. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, he... The things he would say and how he said it and his versatility was crazy. Without him, there wouldn't be artists like the baby. For sure. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and I don't think... like. Even though he's not West Coast rap, I'm not sure if West Coast rap would have, like, um, I, I don't want to say survived, but would have kept its edge without DMX. Like, the edge that DMX kept in the game when it was on his way out is something that I think a lot of guys have ridden off of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man. It, for those who do not know a lot about DMX's music, it's more than just "Party Up" and "Rough Riders" anthem. Like he has, he has a good twenty fire songs that people people have never heard, just because they're not the radio ones. Everyone hears all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so DMX, my third good good actor too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely go check out his movies. I loved, uh, don't want to go too deep into it, but, uh, Cradle to the Grave. Fire. So good. Fire. And Romeo Must Die was good. So good. Fire. Him and and Jet Li. If you had told me (laughs) him and Jet Li would be a GOAT collab, I'd have been like, dude, you're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, they're top five duos. (laughs) They're great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. 
All right, so we're at two. Yeah. Uh, you threw me off, man. DMX is such a good pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me at two, and and I'm with these last two for me, it's it's very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by my uh, gem choice the last couple weeks, you could probably tell. <laughs> uh, dude, I've been on that Wiz Khalifa just gr- like I don't know, man. Kick. Okay. And I don't know what he's just such a smooth artist to me. Yeah. Like he's similar to all these other guys. The music is so easy to listen to. It's entertaining. He doesn't like he doesn't force it. A lot of the time, especially in his like good projects. Yeah. Uh, the Rolling Papers. The and I like some of his projects that people don't like. Like I like his early shit with Deal or No Deal. <laughs> I liked his. Uh, I'm super throwback. I even liked Flight School. Wow. Nobody remembers Flight... That was before he was even, like, signed for real. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. Uh, but, like, to me, Rolling Papers is, is a flawless album. Mm-hmm. Uh, ONIFC is a good album. It is uh, really good. Black Hollywood's a little bit... Not as good, but a lot of tracks I like. Yeah, it's, it, the songs that are good are really good. Uh, yeah, and and Wiz is, is... He has crazy chemistry with artists. He does, yeah. Like, he's... He like unretired Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I'm laughing, Snoop but you're Dogg right. Is, Snoop Dogg has somehow found the fountain of youth since then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, and I love that he's just he's been around for such a long time, but he's never gotten like like stale. Mm-hmm. His music has developed with the times. It's it's been different just enough to where it's not the same shit. And you would think it is just because, you know, all he does is smoke. Right. Uh, but he does a good job, man. And he, and every time you would think his music is getting stale, he'll give you a Fast and Furious, like, hit. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I'll, he has so many hits. He does, yeah. So many. He has so many hits that people, like, forget that there is hits sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um... <clears throat> my number two he's had a rough media like three years Ooh, feeling disrespected a lot but I mean it's just he's overly outspoken I think and he should just stop talking and let his music do the talking and um his name is Wale Wale man I've been listening to a lot of Wale's uh The Gifted album mm. Attention deficit is just crazy fire. When that came out, like with all the features, this is like that was like one of the first albums by like a new artist that I had heard that had like a feature on everything, you know, yeah. and everything was good. Um, ambition, I've already I said on a here. Lot of, a lot of people didn't like Ambition like back when it came out. Yeah. But if you, like, anybody who's heard it, go back to it, man. There's a ton of great tracks in there. I've said on here before, it's flawless for me, man. I could listen straight through to Ambition anytime, any day, easily. I did it the other day. I mean, it's it's a ton of great songs on there. The Gifted is really, really, really good. And The Gifted was one I think people thought was like a step down from Ambition. Even though people didn't like Ambition, The Gifted was still a step down. But like, 
people you have to when you listen to it there's so many good songs on there heaven's afternoon with meek was fire Wale is an artist, I think, and casual music listeners like do this, but there are certain artists who you just can't listen to once and really enjoy what they like, what their music is. Yeah, yeah. And with Wale, you know, some of his like radio hits you could do that with, mm-hmm. but you really got to deep dive in a lot of his music to really like grasp it. Yeah, and that's a good point. And and off that, when you say his radio hits, he's one of those artists who. His normal music doesn't sound much like his radio hits. So yeah. that I think that kind of confuses people. I agree with that, yeah. Because they'll hear bad and then, like, not be ready for his love-hate thing, Heaven's Afternoon, that kind of stuff, you know? And then on Ambition is, like, they'll, he'll, they'll hear the ones with Rick and Meek, Ambition, and then and Lotus Flower Bomb, and... Then they hear Double M Genius and, you know, Miami Nights and it's not the same, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, man, Wale is, he's a great artist that I don't think will ever get his just due at this point. Just because now he's, like, made a big deal out of it. I love, uh, to me, the album about nothing is borderline flawless. It is, and it's super slept on. Super. It's because... That was at the point where, like you said, people were turned off to him because he was talking all this shit, mm-hmm. and like, he and he was like gone for a little while. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And then this album just came out, and because people weren't fucking with him, like not that many people listened to it. Right. And it it, it doesn't have a lot of features, and it's mostly like real rapping. It's not a lot of yeah. fire beats like his other one. And the beats are good, but he really he really took time with his lyrics on that one. And Shine wasn't trash. I mean, people act like it's just trash. It wasn't trash. But, I mean, it's not like his other ones. But, I don't know. I, I think he's going to come back with something really good. Yeah, you, you lost me on Shine. But I agree with everything else. <laughs> Shine was trash? I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it but, either, but I don't think it's trash. But I'm not, I'm not. you know, you're not losing a fan just because you put out one bad album and all your other albums are good. Exactly. Yeah. See ya, man. And people slept on him. He sounded really good on all of the, um, the, uh, the label like albums that they had coming out. Yeah. Uh, all three of them, he was great. Yeah. So he, he has a lot of good music out there, man. Yep. Shout out to Wale. For sure. All right. Number one. Uh, number one. You know, the, the way we talk about him on this podcast, you would think it was Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not. I actually have been chilling on Drake for, like, pretty much since summer started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of the stuff he's come out with. But uh, for me, number one has been MGK. Oh, okay. That's uh, a that's a curveball. Yeah, and I just think his album is one of my favorites from this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his album is so good that it's made me go back to his early stuff. Uh, Bloom, which was a great project. Great project. Uh, and I think his early shit when he was like a mixtape rapper. Yeah. Like, I still go back to some of that because he's, he's, he just sounds so, like, hungry and motivated. Yeah. And he's... Uh, people sleep on how great of, a, like, a rapper he is. Yeah, I agree. He's really an elite rapper, and I he's... 
gotten consistently better at making good songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, that's that's really the reason why he's having success because he has developed as an artist. Yeah, I agree. Um, and with the exception of general ad- admission and binge, <laughs> I mean, lace up, lace. His debut album is great. Yeah, his debut album had a lot of energy, and it, yeah. it was highly anticipated too. But I yeah, liked it. And, and he's gotten away from like that, like the high energy too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would really recommend Hotel Diablo for anybody who hasn't listened to him because it's a great album. You didn't like General Admission? No. <laughs> I liked I liked the first half of it. Yeah, I liked a couple songs. I didn't like the whole it, thing. Either. It dragged. I, mean, I, I would say I liked the first five. Okay. Yeah, up until uh, Bad Motherfucker. I think he took way too long to release that album, by the way. After Lace the Up. The second one? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because Lace Up He's, was, like, done, and, like, it came out in 2012, but, like, everyone had heard half of it in 2011. Career. I think Binge, Binge almost ended his, could have ended his career. Yeah, Binge was really, really, really bad. Because Bloom was underrated, and he had to follow that up with Fire, and he did with dissing one of the greatest rappers <laughs> of all time, successfully, I might add. Right. Uh, like how many guys could diss Eminem and not get roasted for that? Right. And then he binge was so bad. Rap Dev was the only good song on there. Absolutely. I don't know why he didn't just leave it at that. And he goes from Bloom to he could have gone from Bloom to Hotel Diablo. Yeah. He would have been a a goat three for four if he did that. Yeah. So, but I, I, those three albums that I like, I, I don't just like, I love them. Yeah. So he's a guy I go back to just all the time. Okay, cool. Um, mine is not a surprise, man. I mean, we talk about it. Fire album this year. <sighs> Rick, man. Yes. Rick Ross. He almost made my top five. He's, I mean,. He just has so much fire. <laughs> I mean, in history, like, when he's done rapping and we go back through, like, people's albums, like, their full discographies, Rick has to be up there in, like, top 15. Top 10, probably. Of, like, good albums. Since Poor Miami One was cool, and I, I was a little young to really, like, really accept it. Yeah. But Trilla, Deeper Than Rap, Teflon Don, God Forgives and I Don't. I mean, that stri- that stretch of four albums was all fire. All of it. And Mastermind was a little uh eh. A couple of his albums are, are a little long. Yeah, Mastermind was Mastermind definitely is, long. Yeah. But there are some there's some joints on there for sure. Hood Billionaire, I think, is underrated. I really enjoyed it. But I get why people don't like it. It's really like the second half that I really like. Um, and Black Market, that would be that's his one blemish, in my opinion. Uh, Rather you than me, though, fire. Port of Miami, two fire. And the mix they be had with that um, stay scheming and uh, oh, ring yeah, ring yeah, was yeah. on. Stay scheming was was. Whew. Fire, that was a hit. yeah, and and I think I mean 
DJ Khaled is good at putting like a bunch of artists on songs that they sound great on. Mm-hmm. But Rick is right up there too, man. Like if Rick picks his features, like I'm betting on it every time. Seriously, like he's so good at picking his features. And even if they're unlikely, like the Denzel Curry and A Boogie, and it's still fire. It's one of the coolest songs of the year. For sure. That's what we got out of that. For sure, yeah. But he's he's so fire. He to me, if he's if it's a him and Drake, it's a must listen. If it's him and Jeezy, it's a must listen. Yeah. If it's him and Jay Z, it's a must listen. Must listen. And if if he's working with either his guys, Wale or Meek Mill, yeah, to me it's a must listen. And him, him and Wayne have had a lot of, a lot of fire songs Agreed. together too, Agreed. for sure. Yeah, man. So Rick is my number one. I've been I've been on Hood Billionaire. I've been on. Uh, I mean, God forgives. I don't. It's just stupid, so flawless. So good. Oh, everything, man. I've listened to that probably more than all his other projects, but um, I've been listening to that lately too. So, shout out to Rick, man, for sure. Um, I don't, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. I got a couple movies I, I caught up on. Uh, okay. This year that have came out earlier in the year. Okay. Uh, you want to play a ge- another gem or a throwback and come back? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you want me to get right into it? No, nah, I'll play some. Um, I talked about Western's album last week. Uh, this is off of Western Season Volume 2. This is called uh, They Don't Know. Is this what you wanted? Are you riding for your bro or are you stalling? I told her please don't bring your girl cause she's so boring Can't ignore that ring, ring the money calling Oh, oh, oh They talking about what they don't know Trying to love man now Gave me no attention now she run man down Still with my brother and we one man down Ah 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 I don't trust her so these brothers lie My shorty love me I ain't got the time I'm by my money I've been on the grind Been on the grind Free up all my G's on the wing That's my wish list I ain't tryna be just a king, this that business I be getting peace just to sing, this that business I be getting peace just to sing, oh Is this what you wanted? Are you riding for your bro or are you stalling? I told her please don't bring your girl cause she's so boring Can't ignore that ring, ring the money calling Oh 
my niggas need a pills. Pull out game strong, ask my bitch, she don't need a pill. All my niggas pull out game strong, you can see the still on the mains. Hold it up, lift it up and shoot to kill. Big backs around, you can see her from the front. She just wanna have fun. Boss man, I said, ah, boss it, boss it down. Go and get down, and come wipe me down. Come wipe me down. When we was younger, we was on our own. I told my mama I'm a rolling stone She told me to say what she wanted Said I'm sorry then I'm scaring off the forest Is this what you wanted? Are you riding for your bro or are you stalling? I told her please don't bring your girl cause she's so boring Can't ignore that ring ring the money call it Yeah, that was uh, They Don't Know by Western. All right. Uh, you say you got some movies to talk about? Yeah, uh, a couple movies I missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alita Battle Angel from way in the beginning of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I was hyped to see it, never got a chance to go, and it just kind of fell off my radar. Yeah. Uh, and it popped up on TV uh, the other day. <laughs> I was like, I got to check it out. Uh-huh. And uh, I enjoyed it, man. You did? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I I thought it was fun. I mean, it was cool. Like, I liked the world they set up. I thought the, like, the evil henchmen were, were really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, they did a good job with the design, and they looked really like the, their, the way their, I guess, powers are or abilities. Yeah were really cool uh-huh um and and i thought her like her story while it was very rushed very like rushed all, all like all anime adaptations are yeah or all like you know anything animated is always or anything book adapted is the same way but mm-hmm. uh i just i like that it was quick but it it didn't there weren't like drastic holes in her story. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I thought the movie was paced well overall. I thought it moved well. There was, I would have liked a little more action, but again, the movie was paced a good way, so it didn't get boring. Um, it got boring to me, honestly. <laughs> but I'll, I'll explain why. But go ahead, keep going. Uh, the two the two big issues where I'm sure you, one of these you got is uh, the the love situation was a complete like I don't know if it's like that in the anime, but it was just cringy to me. Yeah, it was so bad. I was just like, and it's not that they were acting poorly. It was just so like generic. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, we've seen like our guy falling in love with artificial intelligence is not a new thing right like stop having him sit there and like them talking about how she's not human or, like come on man if that is so played out y'all couldn't take it in any like more creative direction it just had to be the most cliche like romance ever Mm-hmm. it was very cliche yeah 
Yeah, and and the other thing, and and you know, Marvel movies have have set this precedent of if our characters are cool, you don't you shouldn't care about our villain. <laughs> right. And in every like so many movies have kind of gotten away from having a like a really compelling antagonist. Mm-hmm. And it just it hurts the movie to me. And that, I didn't give a shit about um uh what's his name? Mahershala. The goat. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's such a great actor. Why is he even in the movie? I agree. It made no sense and of course a fucking course you leave it on like a cliffhanger sequel which I get, you know, got to make extra money. Yeah. But it just my problem was like the like her goal kind of got fuzzy to me. Yeah. Like one minute she wanted to reach what was the place called? Wherever she was trying to go, the like the up up top place that she supposedly came from. Yeah, she was trying to reach there. Then she was trying to be like the the best at the sport. And like I knew she wanted to go there, wanted to be the best of the sport so she could go there. But it just yeah. felt like so. Like I couldn't figure out what the exact plan was. I guess like what her mission was anymore. Yeah. That makes sense. I think, and I'm not saying that it wasn't good, but that got fuzzy to me. And then also the Mahershala was, I mean, it was just weird that he was Complete in it. Complete waste. He was weird. Complete waste. He acted weird. And then the. So was the other chick, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. That And she was weird from the beginning. I didn't. And they never, her storyline like never was like explained properly. Yeah. I was like, was she good or was she bad? I couldn't tell. Like, yeah. and it was. I, I don't know, it was just those kind of things threw me way off. It was like there was missing, like I almost needed a whole other hour for them to figure out and tell me exactly yeah. what was going on with Mahershala, Jennifer Conley, the dude who's talking through Mahershala, I still don't know who he is, and um, what whether she wanted to play that sport or whether she really just wanted to reach the up place. Yeah. But... Don't get me wrong. I really like the effects. I like how they yeah, do the, the action looked really good. It did. I like how they do the real person and anime mix thing, animation mix. Now, I kind of like that. Um, I don't know if I no, want to see only that in a movie, but I liked it. I like the mix that they did with real people in the. Dude, thing. what's the actor's name? And I, I, lo- I gotta. I need to see this guy more in movies. Um, the, he was the the villain in Deadpool. Uh, he was like a smaller villain in Alita. He was one of like the robot villains. Um, what's his name? He he was in Game of Thrones for a quick second. I know, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but man, dude, that guy is he is so entertaining to watch, especially as a villain. I agree. Yeah, he's so good, man. I love like he's just. He has that like that energy of like what a villain should have. Edward Screen, his name is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like, like him. S K R something like that. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta see him more, and I don't need him like leading anything. I just I want to see him in more, especially action movies. Mm-hmm. None of this. Tra- Wasn't he in the Transporter like remake? I think he was. Yeah, I don't need him to lead. The Transporter refueled. 
I don't need to lead. I don't need him to lead these garbage remakes. I agree. But but stuff like like he, he was perfectly cast in Alita. Yeah. Like roles like that are flawless for him. Yep. Uh, but the other movie I saw and and this one. This really killed me, man. I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. <laughs> Have you gotten a chance to see it yet? Man, after, after like the third time I saw the trailer, I said it on here. I, I didn't want to see it anymore. This one with um, the Stranger Things girl, Millie. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, when we talked about it this year, I was like, you know what? I'm over Godzilla. Yeah, I mean that. That's why I didn't go see it in theaters. Yeah, because I could have went to see it. I I chose not with Alita. I just didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with this one, I chose not. There was other movies out that I wanted to see more. Yeah. Um. But man, it it was it's the same shit with with these monster movies. The same problems. The, the, the monster stuff was incredible. Uh huh. In, like, dude, I'm not joking. This was not just Godzilla. The other monsters in this movie are so fucking cool. Uh-huh. Like, so fucking awesome. Everything with the human characters, garbage. <laughs> it was All the human awful. characters are garbage? Every single one. That's crazy. Oh, my God, dude. I was shocked. First of all, the, the story kind of... The fact that the story is not focused on the monsters just pisses me off right there. What is it focused on? So, without spoiling it, um, so Vera Farmiga's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy from Bloodline? Uh, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler's in there? And and they're like the, the husband-ex-wife situation. Oh, uh, yeah. And Millie Bobby Brown is like their daughter. Oh, okay. So so they're kind of so the wife is involved in uh something that's that revolves around the monsters. Yeah. And the husband is just trying to like do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And in this movie this movie constantly shows you some of the most epic monster battles I have ever seen. And it cuts it cuts to fucking humans like for no reason to co-parenting issues yes and it cuts to these humans trying to like navigate through these gigantic monster fights and i'm like oh my god you the way you design these characters i want them to die but (laughs) but they more or less did that in the last one right that's what i'm saying it's the same shit every time yeah Kong, it's literally a carbon copy of Kong. Okay. Everything with fucking King Kong was the everything with the Skull Island. Yeah. Super lit. Yeah. Everything with the humans is like a joke, and it's a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Like there's they they do the same shit of trying to throw in like awkward humor that just shouldn't be there. And again, like they they set up these insane monster fights. Mm-hmm. And I am not joking. Like, this movie is worth seeing for that alone. <laughs> but my God, they ruin it every time. That's wild. By cutting the Kyle Chandler trying to, like, figure out what to do. And Vera Farmiga has the dumbest character arc I've ever seen. 
like from the first thing she chooses to do, you immediately start considering her an idiot. <laughs> and she's like, she's a dope actress. Yeah, she is. She's underrated and to me. She's so underrated. And she's just in this movie. She's not just wasted. They made the script makes her bad. Mm. Yeah. Because she just makes dumb choice after dumb choice. And then she's supposed to have this revelation at one point in the movie. And it, it makes no sense. <laughs> and this revelation comes from, like, again, this revelation takes time away from the fucking monsters. The best part of the movie. Mm. Like, bro, if you watch the trailer, Godzilla fights like a three-headed dragon in this movie. Yeah. If I had told you that without seeing any trailer, that alone is must-see. Yeah, I agree. And like, like Godzilla has help from another monster in this movie. Right. It just like I don't want to spoil all. There, there's several other creatures that pop up, and it's just it's so fucking cool. And they ruin it every time by focusing on the humans' perspective of the battle, <laughs> like they did with I'm like um, Elizabeth Olsen and uh, the other dude in the last one. Yes, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yes, bruh, and it just kills the fucking vibe. They made that into, like, the notebook with Godzilla. <laughs> the notebook featuring Godzilla. Yeah, man, it just... This movie, it, it frustrated me because, like, I can't recommend it because everything outside of the... Mon and there's a lot of shit outside of monsters in this movie for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, Charles Dance, the Game of Thrones guy... Yeah. He's in this movie as, like, the, the he's supposed to be the main villain for no reason at all. He's the main villain, and he's not, I mean... He's, first of all, he's a human. Yeah, but so he's why, not why do we care about him? Yeah. And it, it, he, he, gets, he gets cast as this, like, generic, um, like, evil... Uh, he, he controls a group of, like, mercenaries who just want to, like, open up the planet, I guess. <laughs> And they do they do such a shitty job of convincing you why any of these humans would make any of these decisions. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. The the good guys or the the good guys in quotes in this movie, bro, they literally kill Godzilla and immediately regret it. <laughs> in quotes. Yeah. Like like they try to use a weapon, it's the dumbest shit ever. They use this weapon and it somehow weakens Godzilla, but it has no effect on the three-headed dragon. Yeah, that's crazy. And the three-headed dragon just starts fucking shit up, and and they like the next scene they're like, oh, we gotta bring Godzilla back to life. <laughs> we we just spent we just spent forty minutes trying to kill him, and now within ten minutes he's gotta come back. That's crazy. He's our only chance. <laughs> He's it our just, only chance. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't don't watch, don't spend any money to see this shit. Yeah, I got because, you. like, if it comes on TV, definitely catch it. And like the mon, I cannot stress how lit the monsters were in this movie. I don't know why they have to go so, like, overly dramatic with yeah, the stuff. Exactly, bro. Humans didn't even need to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. You could have literally just you you could have had like some situation and the the monsters pop out and Godzilla just have to pop up and save the planet. Right. And it's like you put these humans in and 
you're putting them in to look stupid and dumb. Like I wanted, I wanted the three headed dragon to win at one point. Mm -hmm. And it's not because like, it's so deep that I want the villain to win. No, it's because the characters you're trying to focus on are clowns. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. And it's like, again, why are you writing such dumb, like, why is the script so dumb and the casting is so lit? The casting was really good. From the guy from the guy from Get Out, the dad. And he's in there too. He's he's in this movie trying to crack jokes, and it it falls flat on its face like ninety percent of the time. He's cracking jokes while a two hundred foot lizard is fighting a. Yes, three hundred foot, from, three-headed dragon. The guy from the commercials, uh, from the show—I don't know what the show is—the real thin guy, Thomas something. From what what commercials? He's uh, dude. Fuck, he's real thin. He does the um. From Big Bang Theory. No, 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 no. Uh, dude, he does like a franchise of commercials. He's on TV all the time. Middle Ditch. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. He's in this show, and he's and he's in this movie, and he's just like the typical pussy character. Yeah. Like, all these characters are cliche. There's no depth. He's on... Kyle Chandler's the typical, like, concerned father for no reason, and, and they just... They just all of a sudden assume he's an expert on Godzilla... When he wanted to kill him for the first 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's just so dumb, man. It hurt me to watch. <laughs> it hurt. Dude, there's a, there's a gigantic, like, spider in this movie. There's, like, six different monsters. Mm-hmm. And they tease. They talk about how there's, like, 17 of them. And I'm like, you focus on this nonsense, but we don't get to see, like, nine of the monsters, you said? Yeah, that's crazy. Get out of here, man! I, I'm so mad. I, it hurt me so much because they just, they are they're trying to set up this universe and they keep fucking it up. Yeah, I mean, but they did a little. They, they connected to Kong, like you know, with with the tiniest little connection. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's definitely gonna be a you know, I don't, probably not a direct sequel, but. They're continuing this shared universe situation. Okay. Yeah. At all all of these, I liked Godzilla and Kong Island, but like I didn't think that they needed to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they've been just good enough to like I get why they keep going again cuz the monster stuff is super awesome. Yeah. But they just they don't really I don't know, man. They just don't care about the human characters. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't seem like they care, yet they're spending, you know, more than 50% of the movie trying to get you invested in them. Why? Yeah, that's whack. You know, uh, the the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Every every movie had a different, like, human side to it. And they were all good. And it was, exactly. Yeah. So you can't just tell me, oh, it's a monster movie, like, we don't know what to do, like, what do you mean? Right. Yeah. I feel you. All right. <clears throat> Shout out to <laughs> Alita. So, 
Um, we got anything else? Um, any other news? No, not really. I'm really interested to see where Jalen Ramsey goes. I'm not like a Jalen Ramsey I've fan. E- but. I saw Eagles as a possibility. That would be crazy. Yeah, if the Eagles can, you know, get it together. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, in honor, uh, and this is a good pick, by the way, but um, I've also heard that his family is going to, like, donate or share his $11 million fortune or, so- or something. Mm-hmm. And this is Mac Miller we're talking about here. Um, yeah, Mac's family and friends will reportedly share his $11 million fortune. Um, after the one year anniversary of his death Rest in peace um, I don't know When they say share I don't know what that means I, I guess as if I guess His friends also will get some And not just his family oh, okay. You know Okay. Um, along with donations and Money they've raised So that's cool um, and, But anyway Uh you want to introduce this song? Any memories tied to the song? Uh, no, no real memories. <laughs> I just, I Blue Slide Park is great album. Great. This uh, is the first music video I've seen of his party on uh fifth. Was um, I want to say there was one before this one that I saw. I remember uh, there's another another track on the Blue Slide Park. It was one of the other singles, not, not the like the super lit one. Yeah, but one of the other ones, I think. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. I think, I think I see where it going this one is. Hey, hey. Been around the world and back, yeah, I did that. Still kick raps that cause impacts. So where my kids at? These motherfuckers hating, sounding funnier than Sinbad. I'm ill as the pills that they give you when you collapse. This, that, the other, kiss your mother with that mouth. We the assholes that she warned you about. We just storming the house, open doors to a cloud. Got an assortment of style, just be sure to this well. 6.30 in the morning and there still ain't signs of slowing down. Twin sisters getting wasted, so they both are down. It's going down, thought I told you, man. If you trying to party, let me see you raise your There's hand. There's a party on Fifth Ave. If you tryna go, if you tryna go, I can be there in like 20. I'ma honk and then come running, cause we gotta hit the road. We gotta hit the road. Make sure you got a clean shirt, clean pants, new shoes. What you buy there, you choose. That's a party on Fifth Ave tonight, and that's what I'm trying to do. Hey, what's the difference between me and you? I know I'm believing you. I'm flying in Beetlejuice. Don't count on the sheep to snooze. I'm fucked up off weed and booze. I party to sleep till noon. What everyday people do. So wait and see me improve. Just give me a week or two. See when you read the news, my bitches all sleeping new. My rhyme talent is why my album is fly. Your favorite record, you gon' put it aside. It's that old school shit sounding good in the ride. And fuck ten, I'm only counting to nine. Said it's that old school shit sounding good in the ride. So let's head out to the party out drive. There's a party on fifth. If you tryna go, if you tryna go, I can be there in like 20. I'm a honk and then come running, cause we gotta hit the road. We gotta hit the road. Make sure you got a clean 